0: When outsiders think of Wisconsin, music isn't associated with it. It's the cheese state with endless fields of cows. Brian Fleming from La Crosse, Wisconsin has an issue with this. Brian sees music everywhere, in basements, in clubs, or any place with a PA. But this isn't Milwaukee's Steve Miller Band or Eau Claire's Boney Bear. This is hardcore, a certain blend of aggression, emotion, and community. Being in a band is work. Besides practicing and writing music, you have to find a place to play, and then you have to get people to show up. But hardcore isn't selling out county fairs. In fact, you're lucky if your band can find a basement to play and 20 audience members to cover gas. So, when Brian decided to get 16 hardcore bands from across the state to play the two day Wisconsin Hardcore Fest, you could be asking, why? Why do this? For him, The drive for this festival is the very core of Hardcore itself.
1: The most upfront way that I could describe what Hardcore is to somebody is passion. A lot of times it's the purpose, the feeling behind the music, and the sound can come secondary. It's pretty easy for those who listen to Hardcore to listen to a band and say, yeah, that's Hardcore, that's not Hardcore. But for the most part, I believe it's their purpose and their reason behind what they're doing. And then it just kind of comes together after that.
0: Author Michael Azrad summarizes the spirit that Brian and others in the underground community rely on. The stuff that is shoved in our faces by the all-pervasive media isn't necessarily the best stuff. It's the determination to see past the surface flash and think for yourself. Things may have changed since ASRAD's Insight, yet Nick Gower from Wausau's Teenagers explains how festivals like this start with a certain mindset.
2: If you enjoy the climb, it is the greatest experience you'll ever have in your life. If you're constantly waiting for um, when you're over the mountain or over the hill, You're never going to get there. You're going to give up before you get there. But if you enjoy every step of the climb, it's a beautiful experience. And I wish that everyone could start a band. And I wish that everyone would put in the effort because you can learn a lot about yourself and a lot about the world. And so anyone can do it, and I think everyone should. And Nick says, in retrospect,
0: there isn't a moment when he's not promoting, playing, or listening to music. In fact, He's hosted basement shows every other week in two locations for over two years. He invites complete strangers into his home. He explains how odd this seems to other people.
2: They always have to see it to believe it. And so, people don't really believe that and are confused by it until they see it. And that's the only way I've ever been able to properly explain it to someone, you know? Like, I had a co-worker, this is a great story, I had a co-worker that I used to always ask me about shows and like these types of questions, like, oh, you're playing in another basement? Like, is that, is that good? Do you make any money? Is that, you know, why, why don't you do, why don't you play shows that'll get you money? And then I convinced him to come to one show and he was like, alright, I'm just gonna come for your band and then leave, and he came for my band, we played early, and then he stayed for the rest of the show and had a great time and made a bunch of friends and has come back a couple times. And it's it's people like that that I have to, like, basically drag to come to these shows. They're the types of people that really love it once they see it.
0: You have to see it to believe it. Those words, if anything, are the best definition of Wisconsin hardcore. Frank and Alex from Madison's The Central explain how hardcore isn't just basement shows, it's any place that has room.
1: Like, that's kind of how I kind of s- make it synonymous. I almost picture it as, like, sitting on a couch in the middle of a field, like, watching hardcore music in a yep. little tiny barn. Like, I think that's something that you would only get in the Midwest. You couldn't go to New York and, like, yeah. really find that in, you know, at least in the city. You know what I mean? You're not going to, like, yeah. you're going to just go to a venue and see them on a stage. Like, hardcore, you'll find it anywhere. And, yep. like, that's why I think it's cool. It can manifest, as I said, in any way it can, you know, like. If Small you're, like, towns or big towns in hardcore. It's true, yeah, like. I, yeah, I think our best shows we've ever played were always like The smallest Small towns, like Appleton was always killer Rock Island, like just random little tiny like Just like a bar that brings people out or a house that brings people out Like Hardcore is special in that way
0: In Hardcore, you have to roll the dice, so to speak It's one thing to host a small show here and there but it's completely different to organize a two-day festival. Yet Brian sees an opportunity to take Wisconsin hardcore
1: to a different level. In my mind I don't want to see a Milwaukee hardcore scene, a lacrosse hardcore scene, a Green Bay hardcore scene, Central Wisconsin and so on. I wanted to see all the bands come together and all the people come together and have pride in all the different awesome bands we have in our state alone.
0: Has it been kind of hard to get many of those bands together? When you think of Wisconsin, it's a pretty large state in the sense that you have a lot of isolated areas of hardcore communities. Has that been a challenge to kind of get those bands to come together for this specific weekend?
1: It's kind of half and half. Uh, It's hard to keep track of all the different bands and and keep in touch with everyone, but at the same time, it actually was easier to book than I thought it was going to be. It seemed like all the bands were actually really interested and for the idea when I had initially pitched it to them. So, if Brian gets the bands together,
0: what about the audience? Milwaukee's Narrow Hearts reflects the DNA of underground music. Teach yourself to play, book your own tours, release your own music, and most importantly, surround yourself with like-minded people Bassist, Ike Wines, explains how artists, promoters, and audience members are part of an intricate community.
3: In order to be into this music and go to these shows, you just have to become so involved. It's not like you're going to a big arena and you're with 10,000 people seeing a typical rock show and you can't connect with them. It's a smaller group of people that care so much more about the music because, yeah, we are just kids screaming into a microphone. So once you get past that and actually look deeper into it, that sense of community, I mean, there really is no explanation to it. It's just once, you, if you have a passion for it, if you understand the music and you start going to shows, you're just, you kind of, you're just going to become a part of that family and a lot, because it's all that, it's all, all a lot of people have. Like, they don't really have an outlet. This is a huge part of their life. They just don't go to concerts once a month just to go to a concert. They do this because they want to and they need to. Ike is right. For some people, this
0: is all they have. Audience member Nick Troon. Shares how the fest lets him emote a feeling that words can't describe.
4: It's it's almost like such an emotive, uh, visceral reaction to such a visceral reaction to the things that you don't like that it's using sound as a, a skeleton for doing whatever you want to do. It's those like reactions that don't necessarily need words to be conveyed that like. I think is really very uh, important to the heavy music that I I listen to. At the
0: Fest, it's a two-way street. Bands and audience members share a connection. Be it music or a message, it's more like an alternative version of peas and carrots. Nathan Laika from Madison's Flatline explains why no one becomes a stranger from a strange land. There's just this awesome vibe to it where it just gets you like amped up and ready to go and it's fun to see people you know, mess around on the floor and dance around and get into it. People you don't know, you know, that know the words or like, you know, I mean, we're used to playing. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, even if it's like a, a show of 20 people, which we've definitely played before, it's like, it's so awesome to see people go out of their way to show you that they, they connect to that. Yeah, right. to connect to your music in whatever way be it the lyrics, be it the, you know, the group that
1: they like or whatever. Nathan isn't too far off. Again, Brian Fleming. When you go to a show, it's not uncommon to see people, you know, reach for the mic and sing the lyrics back, and the band is okay with that. It's not uncommon to see people go up on stage and stage dive, or um, if you see people in the pit, you know, it looks like they're beating each other up, but really, they're smiling because they're all there for the same reason, and it's all that, that same shared passion and that same shared emotion, so... Amongst hardcore of all different subgenres, it's a way for all these different bands and all these different people from all different walks of life to be able to get out that emotion together in the same room.
0: If you haven't thought about it yet, we'll say it now. Hardcore is an oxymoron. Jimmy Calkins from Lacrosse's American Zero addresses a critical critique of hardcore.
2: Well, I think a
4: really big problem with a lot of like the hardcore scene all over the place is people mistake it for being like places to just express violence and anger and stuff like that and it's, it's more of getting out a passion and a sense of Like, all the stress release from everything that we're doing. Yes, it's aggressive music, but a lot of us aren't really necessarily violent people. But when we do this stuff, like, this gets a lot of that out. Like, there's no room left for violence after something like this, you know? It's more therapeutic in a certain way. Janesville's book
0: burner doesn't see hardcore as a contradiction for the group. It's a tension between delivery and message that makes it unique
5: explain it the easiest way to explain it would be it's just pure raw Raw emotion emotion, raw anger raw you know (laughs) yeah yeah like really sometimes sometimes it's
0: positive and right right uplifting but but at the same time right but i
5: mean it is but also you know when they when they do deliver you know even a positive message i mean normally it's it's you know sort of like a you know, using your emotion, whether it be anger or hate or even positivity. Right. I feel a, like the
1: emotion is almost as much an instrument as you know the drums oh, or like. Oh,
5: that's the exactly what makes it so special. You know, I mean, it really does. I mean, you know, you you look at any other music uh, genre, and it's you know, it's it's kind of the more and more that I I listen to hardcore, and the more and more people who are getting into it listen to it, they kind of they fall in love with it because you know they they go back to what they're listening to before. And it's like man. That guy just does not sound, you know what I mean? Pissed, what's, you what's, know? What's, what's going on with him? What, yeah, you <laughs> know, it's, it's definitely a unique, a unique thing.
0: Yet, for outsiders of hardcore and the underground community in general, it's difficult to understand. Again, Brian Fleming explains how the contradictory
1: nature of hardcore puts a barrier around the fest. It's a huge challenge to put on something that is big but still underground, because there is certain aspects where the rest of the community outside of this music and outside of just the the punk community in general is very discriminatory. There's places that I've taken flyers to that I know I put them up and they're gone. There is definitely a lack of support in uh, city organizations or city community event uh, boards and things like that that don't help with it. It's, uh, it's a very DIY effort that I'm putting into it because you have to try and push it and push it alone and hope that the bands, the fans, the other people involved push it out there to get it on a mass scale. The Midwest
0: isn't just farmlands and rural communities. It's a crossroads from east to west, old and new, where bands demonstrate their interpretations of music. Green Bay's Low Lives explains how each member brings something different to the group.
4: It's hard to say what really the Midwest has As far as a flavor goes for hardcore And I think that's one thing in hardcore right now Whether you're on the East Coast, West Coast Florida, Dead Center, wherever Each individual person Has their own background, like Ryan here Jazzy, I mean he's all over the place with music And and so is Todd, and so we all are Like I love Mm -hmm. hip hop, like it's all It's everywhere, and I think In each band coming out of the Midwest I can use Expire as an example They have many different flavors in one pot for sure. And they do their thing and they do it well. And I wouldn't say our location defines yeah. what we write. It's, it's not location. It's not a thought when it's, we're writing anything. And like, like we're not like, let's make sure we stick to that Wisconsin sound. It's more of just like yeah. that's right, what we're writing. Exactly. And to me it's <clears throat> it's individualism and getting together. You get you get the pieces together, it doesn't matter where you are. You know, you're putting your own recipes together and you're doing your thing. And a I lot of people say we sound like this, we yeah. sound like that, but to me it's I think I think it's a huge advantage, honestly. Yeah. Like, cause you get the best of like both worlds. Like being in the Midwest, like you get to listen to the West Coast, which was like, you know, uh, it's hard to describe West Coast hardcore, but it was really kind of like that more is. more beat downy <laughs> and like kind of more like that type of thing. And then like you had New York style hardcore, which is like super traditional, like Agnostic Front, Madball, like stuff like that. And I got the best of both worlds when I was like starting to listen to it and I just felt like that was a huge advantage for us because I got to take so much inspiration from so many bands and you know just make whatever we wanted to make and I think that's where Low Lives kind of stands too mm-hmm. it's like we just like yo do you want to write a fucking 18 second song before we leave sure alright cool and then we put it on our record and that's <laughs> that's one of our songs and there's like yeah. 15 seconds of fucking feedback and then 18 seconds of actual song but that comes from like yeah. like bands like fucking uh, know the score and shit like that right, like that yeah. was just like you know, we got to take like inspiration from like all these different, you know, all the different pots so that you know we've been handed, and I think it's a blessing, honestly. It's kind of cool. Lives over money, money over lives, great
0: Underground music can be a losing game. Many local bands can't pay the bills playing music. You lose money lots of it. For a festival like this, it's a struggle to stay above water. Yet, there's some kind of reward for it. For Ike Wines of Narrow Hearts, it began when the band played a pizza parlor in Savannah, Georgia.
3: You're setting up your gear and you really don't think that anyone's going to know your music. You're just playing another okay night and there's those two kids that have been listening to your album for years and then they come up to you afterwards and say how important your music is to them and you would have no idea that kids in savannah georgia listening to your music or anywhere across the country and that you just sitting outside of the venue and talking to them in an alleyway and they think the world of you and your music and you kind of you i mean it's it's crazy to kind of be in that moment sometimes that you as a person means so much to somebody that you have never even met before and you don't know how important you are to them and especially with suicide and people that are looking to this community for help i mean just the fact that we're here and able to help people with our music every single day across the country and across the world i mean that's that's the reason i get on stage every night like it's it is a and on the flip side of that it is a burden i mean sleeping in the van was cool for the first tour but after that it kind of gets boring so it's a frustrating lifestyle sometimes but the, those one or two kids come up to you every few nights a week and l- literally that 10 minute uh, conversation with those people is like worth every headache and dollar we put into what we do and the art that we create.
0: 10 minutes is all it takes sometimes. For Ike and the others at the Fest, it's about creating those 10 minute moments over and over again. For those bands doing 28 shows in 28 days, connecting to one person makes the next 28 worth it. What many of the bands at the Fest regret isn't their time. It's not making that connection with that one person. Brian Fleming explains how the
1: memories at the Wisconsin Hardcore Festival will last a lifetime don't sleep on the music that surrounds you what what is currently underground music doesn't have to be underground music the next big descendants or hate breed or comeback kid could be from wisconsin and the bands that we have some of them are up on the same level as those bands in their playability and their purpose behind it a band only gets somewhere with the support of each other and the support of the people around them. And I hope that people come to this fest and they see these 16 bands and they think, wow, I have a really great thing here. And I hope that they take it and they take it to heart and they're able to leave with a feeling of knowing that they're also part of this scene and that they help build it and they help build something that together can last a lifetime.